What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am fired up to have you here. If you're new, thanks for coming by. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Today, I've got Namanya on the pod. I know you have seen Namanya writing, scribing on LinkedIn. He posts some really good thoughts, pushing the status quo. He runs Funky Marketing, which does a lot of really good work in the B2B space. I was on his show and I said, you are a modern day marketer, man. I need to have you on my pod. And I sent him a prompt before the show. I just slid into his DMs and said, hey, I got a few things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk about most B2B execs don't know what good marketing is. I saw a post you wrote. Let's go deeper on that. I said, co-marketing versus collaboration in B2B. And then also signs that you're creating real, real momentum. And he told me, if I tell you what's up, I might never finish the answer. So I am really excited to share this episode. He is someone I've been following for a long time and enjoy his stuff. If you like what we're doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Most importantly, tell a damn marketing buddy that you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. I am excited to be chatting with someone who I recorded with on his show recently. And I before that, I'd seen him all over social media. Um, he's doing some really good stuff. And we're going to have a fun conversation. A lot of topics that I, I know he has some passion around. Uh, but I'm joined by Namanya, who's the founder and the CEO at Funky Marketing. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Having in mind all the things that I'm dealing with. But it's uh, it's gonna be a refreshment to kind of you know sit down and talk with you about all those interesting topics. So maybe we start here because I know you're a, a leader, small team, someone who's getting out there to help different companies level up their digital marketing efforts. And a lot of the times we're kind of in the weeds. We spend a lot of time on trying to figure out what the trends are, where we should be headed, you know, six to 12 months from now. Um, what are the types of things uh, that you're hearing just on a regular basis? And just like, based on what you do at Funky Marketing, like, um, how are you looking to help? Yeah, like, uh, look, I hear a lots of different stuff. And oftentimes those, those things don't relate to, to what's happening in practice. Like, you know, companies reach out and they say, hey, man, we need help to kind of, you know, start the demand gen or we need help to kind of do the advertising or do the content. And, you know, they are seeing all those stuff on the internet. They are seeing it in, in the things that I post. They are seeing it in, in the things different people post. And they think, okay, I need this. They don't get into the core of things like, you know, why do you need this? Why this person is implementing this? And why would you need this exactly? And, uh, you know, I always tell people, maybe, uh, you know, when you see something and you think it's interesting and it's something that you need, think you need to implement, maybe you can call that person for a 50-minute conversation and just like give the back, get the background story of why did they do this and why do you need this? Because like we start working with the companies and then like, I said, okay, we need to first uh, look at the analytics, look in the CRM, look in how, uh, you know, you are doing at the moment. What have you been doing before? And they're like, can you just write a blog post or can you just do the advertising? Why do we need to do that part first? It's because most of the companies don't have figured out who they are talking to. 
most companies don't know actually how people are coming to buy from them. They don't know what do they do after they buy from them. Uh, they think that what Google Analytics is showing them is exactly, you know, what's, uh, what the truth is. Like, we have so many people coming to us directly and from social media. So that, that or from ads. Like, that means that we should do more ads. It doesn't, you know, but it's not that simple. So, uh, you know, I'm seeing lots of stuff happening because lots of people are talking about different things in a different way. And one thing that I want to say is, and I think that goes also for me as well as for everybody else, we are complicating things. We are talking about it. Don't think the majority of people need things simplified. And, you know, like I saw a post two days ago or something like that was like, oh, I see people, uh, you know, now when they know they need to go before the intent for creating demand, those kind of things before people go to search, like, and then they go more and more and more. And like, like, what the hell is intent? Like those people don't know what it is. Like, listen, if, if I'm somebody that owns a business, I don't know what's, what's intent for the people that want to buy something. I don't know why we don't have that law, you know, in search, why do we have to go step back? And I think we need to go actually a couple of steps back and actually explain like, you know, this is what you need to create. It's called intent. And we need this for this and these reasons. We do this in this and this way. And I think we need more of that kind of content. So we, we educate people on the basics because still, I, I assume that you have the same experience. Like when I get people on the call, most of them don't know what are their values, what's their ideal customers. They don't know, you know, uh, details about all those things. They don't know stuff. They don't have defined branding and, and messaging and positions. And until we see that this is happening, that people coming on the discovery calls and know those things, we should oversimplify things. There's so much there. And, and you're saying kind of make sure you have the foundation and the basics in place, the simple blocking and tackling. Another thing you touched on was just the importance of education. And then another thing you touched on is just that for the leadership from a marketing perspective, don't really know what they want or what good marketing is. Good thing is we're going to kind of dive in deep on all of those topics, but I want to hit the education point first. I think you um, as a marketing leader have d- done something that a lot of marketing people should do. And that's just be really, really consistent with the content that you're creating and you're consistent, you're bringing on guests. And really when I consume your stuff, it's, it's all very educational. You're trying to bring in people in the space to let people know what, it, what a topic is, is about, unpack it and just hear from uh, a subject matter expert. And I think you've done a really nice job of that. Like LinkedIn, I, I, every morning when I get in, I, you're live with somebody and I click in and I'll see what's going on, which is fun. And I got to be a part of that, which was an honor. Maybe talk about that, like educational mindset, consistency with your content and why you're doing it. Yeah. Like um, let's get to, uh, let's start with, you know, how do I want people to see me? Basically, if people want to hire me for something that I want them to hire me, they need to look at me as a teacher. So I need to get to that point with my content, with consistency, with everything. So they think, aha, this this is the guy that I go 
tool for growth, for relationship-centric marketing, for demand gen, whatever it is. And having in mind that and thinking about, you know, simplifying things and explaining, I want them to connect me also with other people in the industry that uh, are industry-related experts or subject matter experts. So it's not only me, but I want, you know, uh, first I start with me and create the content and show them how I'm doing it so they can follow my footsteps. Like, for example, the first thing, the first ever blog that we had on Funky Marketing website is, you know, how to create, how to do content distribution and create the marketing engine. So basically I explain the way I've done it. So create a blog. This is how you distribute it. This is all that you do have done. I even given the, you know, the, the graphics of how everything goes, how everything looks like. Then, you know, by posting this, by seeing people reading it, I saw, aha, uh-huh, like it's too white because that's how I get it from the tool. So basically I need to record the video to explain it further so they can understand every step of the way. Uh, and so I, instead of, I add the link in the picture and I say, if you click it, you will actually see the link uh, and, and say, see the video when I'm actually zooming in on specific points and adding to that and, you know, starting with that, okay, I gave you now this, you know what I'm about, you know what my team is all about, because my team is also posting content and educating people on the same things and connecting with them. And then basically, you know, I need to bring on some other people. So first I, I invited some of the people that I know that I hang out on LinkedIn, wherever, just to tell their own stories. So uh, basically, I needed them on the podcast so they can kind of help me establish my authority. So, so people can see me as authority, as somebody who is equal to them. And then basically, I moved into talking more details, more specifics as I grew also as, as a professional, you know, as I work with companies, as I have more details. That's how, how I grew. And what is important is that I'm always there, like, it doesn't have to be every day. I'm every day and I'm a couple of times a day because that's how I work. I do multiple stuff. I think about multiple things and I have so many things to talk about because I like, excuse me for the language, but I know my shit and I can talk <laughs> about it all day. That, that's all I think about. So I post about it, but there are people that needed more structure and to do it in a little more different way. So, uh, you know, I don't want to say that everybody should post every day or, you know, that much of content that I'm posting, but you should know your goals. And if you know your goals and those are the goals, this is what you need to do. And, you know, being there every day and showing uh, results, showing the process. And also what uh, what's it's interesting here, I use that persistency for also uh, growing the lifetime value of the existing customers. Because like, CEO is reading my post. We are chatting, uh, you know, often on LinkedIn. And they, he can say, hey, man, I, I saw your post like an hour ago and I'm reading it. I see that you are doing with, with uh, some other client of yours. Is this something that we can implement? Do you think that's good for us as well? And then basically you go to the next level with, with existing clients. I love how you just like put the hood up and just shared with everyone like why you do what you do and how you do what you do. I think that's so important. So many marketers just show the end result, but I think it's the the learning really is the the process and what you go through. And I also love that. And I, I want to touch on this a little more, this idea of 
as a marketer, like continuing your, your marketing drumbeat, but it also pointing it and it can be a value to your existing customers. I think that's something that's like next level that a lot of not marketers aren't thinking about. Like just because someone is your customer doesn't mean that there's an opportunity not to service them, to provide value to them. And it can be something as simple as liking their posts, commenting on something they say, resharing, sliding into the DMs. Like those things are table stakes and take a minute or two minutes, but can really change the dynamic of the relationship between the company, the agency and their customer. Yeah. Like listen, one of the things that, that I think all of us marketers need to do is to actually make sure that whoever is in touch with you, if it's potential client, existing client, somebody else gets away uh, knowing at least a few more things uh, more than they knew when they weren't in contact, in touch with you. So uh, basically, you know, marketing is changing and lots of people, especially in B2B space, know just how to do it before because they heard from some people, they have inherited, that's how they've been doing their whole career and they don't know other perspective. So you need to try to help them understand better how those things are going. Like to give you an example, I just had a call with a, actually an offline meeting with a guy who was following me on Twitter and just invited me to kind of, you know, chat about things, B2B companies providing the, the product, which has a return on investment on like five to seven years. It's a long time for the factories. And, you know, he asked me, we had a girl in the team, she was doing marketing. She comes from B2C background. And uh, basically, you know, like she has been trying something, but no results. They, she made a nice website and those kind of things. But, you know, like we need leads. And I said, okay, let's, let's uh, move it down. Like, why do you need leads? Well, because, you know, like leads and then my sales team needs to go. So I asked them, okay, what's your, why are you better than the competitors? And they say, okay, first thing is we're more expensive than them. Then, uh, you know, we are better because, you know, uh, return on investment is five to ten, seven years. So longer time when they buy, it lasts longer. And we have the great support for them from all these times. But, you know, he doesn't want his sales team to go from the door to door and call people. And, you know, they can always sell something, but he doesn't want them to do. And for them to choose them over the competitors, they need to educate uh, the companies. So I'm telling you that why are you focusing on, on lead generation and, you know, on the short-term things, uh, getting as many leads as possible when you don't want that. That's not how you sell, you know, and explaining them like, and he said, what do you want to accomplish? He said, I want when the company comes, for example, to Serbia, to a specific city, and then need specific department, they are doing huge analytical bugs or something like that. I want them to kind of, uh, you know, know that we are the company that has been doing it for others. We know how to do it and they just need to reach out to us. We have everything in place. So they need to think. And, you know, so you need to create awareness, branding, and you need to create, you know, the recognition between your peers. So other departments in the factory can recommend you for that specific part of the job. You know, and that's how everything works. But you need to actually explain those things. And so they understand. And he's like, aha, now I get it. 
And now I don't know who to hire, basically, but, uh, you know, because there aren't many people who can do it. Uh, and then you get them to hire you if you want to do it. Or, you know, you can recommend somebody else who can come and work in-house or something else. But they now know what marketing can do and how it can be. It needs to be implemented. The dreaded four words that send shivers down marketers' spines. We need more leads. We've all heard it in our life. And it's a battle to educate the executive where it's coming down on, you know, well, why? Like, and it's this short-term mindset that you alluded to that I think is the toughest thing as a marketer to educate internally on, hey, if we do X, which is building the foundation of our brand, creating content, ha- building relationships, it will, it will uh, lead to you know, those results quicker down the road as opposed to just doing a bunch of these things that make us feel really good. And I think one of the topics I know you posted about, which kind of aligns with this that I'd love to unpack with you is, and your story you just shared uh, might allude to it a little bit, is just this idea that Uh, Most B2B executives don't really know what good marketing is. And I'll just start with, I have a lot of conversations and a lot of marketers in the mid-level to director role really feel stuck because they know what they should be doing, but the organization that they work for isn't empowering them to do marketing in the way marketing should be done in B2B heading into 2022. So maybe talk a little bit about just that post and what you're trying to get at. Yeah, look, like I was talking, I think yesterday also with, with Jonathan Bland about, about these things. And, you know, oftentimes, especially like CMOs, people in those positions, they maybe know how to do things differently, but like the founder or the CEO or the board, they measure them on leads or they measure them on something, on something else. It doesn't have to be leads. But it's not something that, you know, that represents where they want to go or where the, the whole industry is going. So to save their jobs, they need to do this. But then in the long term, it also gets them into position that they don't have possibly the revenue goals or it's more expensive to get to those goals. And they, they lose the job one way or the other. That's at least how, how I see it. Uh, but, you know, I, I tend to, to avoid founders and companies that don't understand the value of marketing and what it can bring today. Because to be honest, I think not every company needs to be successful. Some of them needs to fail to learn. And and that's a natural process. Uh, But, you know, if you are living in this world today and you don't realize, you know, you don't talk to the customers or, you know, you don't have those information, where are they going to make decision, uh, where they go to communicate, how is the whole buying process changed? Then it means that it doesn't, uh, it's not your interest. And if you as the founder or the CEO isn't interested in getting to know your customers, then basically what are you interested in? You know, because those are the people that are giving you everything. Basically everything comes from them and everything starts and ends with the customers. And, you know, that's what I say a lot of, Founders and CEOs can learn by just being present on one of the one of the social media platforms. Just one to communicate with the people, nothing else. There is one example uh, I want to share. There is one of the biggest companies here in Serbia, and they have the the CEO and the founder 
who is, you know, the guy which is yeah, a conflict person here, let's call it like that, because he, uh, you know, people know him from all kinds of different stuff, but he's the one that know that he's been running company for, I don't know, 20, 30 years and made it that big. And he started to post on LinkedIn. And like people were like, because he's he was the only one in Serbia that was posting, and people like well, he was responding to the comments, those kind of things. Here, people were asking all the time, "Is that really him? Is that somebody posting instead of him? What is he doing?" And he recorded a short video, like, "Listen, I'm the CEO. I have the board. Now he's not even the CEO. He's the head of the board, something like that. He extracted himself from the operating process overall, uh, and you know, my job is." to talk with the customers and to think, I hired now a CEO, I hired the board, I hired great people, I taught them how to do their work. My job is to think and to find out what's happening with the customers, with our clients. So that's why I'm on LinkedIn. That's why I'm communicating because I have time for it because for, my job is to find time for those things. And, you know, lots of things when it comes to marketing and sales and alignment and everything has changed. And we as marketers working with companies needs to bring those new knowledges to them and educate them. So it's not your job as marketers just to, you know, to do what you, uh, what they told you, but to try to educate the, you know, sales as well, C-level, the board, everybody on what marketing should do. That's also part of your job and to educate everybody in the company, which is called now internal marketing. And it's becoming more and more important for everybody as like LinkedIn has this focus on personal profiles and everything and employer branding becomes important because you cannot hire people or keep them in the company if you don't do that. So basically marketing is the function that everybody in the company has, you know, a touch and everybody in the company are doing marketing, whether they know it or, or they don't. And having that in mind, like you can see how important it is. So the, I think just to touch back on the leads thing, we, we all know as marketers, like we're here because we're trying to drive conversations for sales. We're trying to build that pipeline, but in order for that to happen, like 20 things need to take place, right? In order for that process, in order for that buyer to say, okay, I'm raising my hand. I want to talk to your company because I think you have a, I have a problem and I think you have a solution that can solve that problem. If, if that is the case, and we know as marketers that a lot of things need to take place in order for people to convert, why are we still so focused on this lead number? And is there other metrics that you think we should be looking at in order to track the, the success of a, of a healthy marketing program? Yeah, yes. Uh, I see it. Um, as we said, like the marketing and business goals are separate. And, you know, marketing just focused like this is what we need to do as marketing. And then it comes to, you know, to leads. Uh, and if you look at from the business goals, because like I think marketing needs to understand what are the business goals and then see, okay, how can marketing contribute to the business goals? For example, like is the thing that we need to do is create materials for the sales. Okay, if that will do something, let's go. But can we do something more? Uh, you know, sales are doing the outreach or closing out the leads that we have? Can we improve the quality of those leads? Can we actually get in people that, you know, that are educated, that know what we are selling, 
that want to work specifically with us, can we bring them those people? Can we prepare them? So they just close the deals. They don't waste too much time in convincing them and, you know, doing the job that we actually should have, uh, should have done before. Can we create the awareness? Can we create the brand? So when they, when they have time, because they are just closing the, the, the good leads or already the clients that are coming, knowing that they want to buy, can we just, uh, you know, create the awareness, the brand, educate people. So when they do the cold outreach, it's not that cold. They know who are we. They know they have seen, you know, you, Brad, they have seen you in, um, on LinkedIn. They have seen me. They have seen other people over there. And, you know, when you answer the call and say, hey, man, like this is Nemanja from Drift calling or this is Brad from Juice or this is somebody else, they will know who you are and they will look at the email or they will respond to that. I was talking I don't know with whom I was talking with, but I wanted to get deeper into how they opened emails, for example, like when somebody sent them the call emails. People told me that they don't look the subject of the email. They just look at the link, who's sending it. If it's, if it's a company they know, they will open it. If it's some, something else, they won't open it. That's it. They won't even look at the headline. So it comes down to that and that trust that we are creating. And Having, having that in mind, uh, you know, to get back to how we are measuring things, it gets us back to actually start creating relationships and get into conversations with potential customers. Because like, then we need to just distribute the right content to the right people and get into the conversations with them. What do we then measure? We measure number of meaningful conversations started. We measure impressions, so we know how many people actually consumed the content that we are uh, creating for them. And when we know that those things are happening, then we know that, you know, just the decision-making needs to happen in the company and they will reach out to us when they're ready. I love this idea of marketing is everyone's job within the company and how in that example that you, you gave regarding the email the individual said they just looked at, they look at the name. I definitely see in something that I don't think is being talked about enough is just this rise of the individual creator, the content person who's out there on LinkedIn, Twitter, creating content for their company has 3X, 4X, 5X, even more followers than the, the brand and the company that they work for. Because right, it's simple, right? People want to buy from people. People want to share new information and ideas with people and not necessarily uh, go to the brand first and go through their process. With that and just the power that the individuals have to help extend the brand, like where do you think that is going to take B2B marketing, I think is one thing. And I think the second part is like, what should companies be doing to empower that, that trend that's happening? Yeah, I think that's, that's something that, uh, you know, I expected it to already be more present, but it's obviously just warming up. And, you know, it's, it's something that I see kind of advance with all these changes in employment and everything that are happening right now, because more people are becoming entrepreneurs, more people are, are creating their own communities or followers. They don't need to be communities. And having that in mind, like the company started to think, okay, like if I need to bring in somebody to, to work, for example, in our marketing, 
the obvious choice would be the person that already has 50 followers from our target group. Like they know them, you know, or we don't even need to hire them inside the company. We can just collaborate with them. And, you know, and if they love what, what our product does and they are using it, they have the audience. Why don't we work together to see, you know, how we can uh, leverage that relationship? And having all those things in mind, it becomes very important, you know, what are the company values? What is the story of the company? Because it helps you attract the right people. Because like there are people, uh, it becomes something that saves you from from hiring the wrong people and making mistakes in that field. Because like these, what I said, are the positive things. The negative things are, you know, like everybody can build a LinkedIn presence and followers. But lots of those people have never tracked the analytics, CRM, never know the impact the you know their content is having. Most of them are okay with doing the content for themselves, but suck in doing it for different companies. And we need to have all those things, uh, those things in mind. I'm thinking now in the dark, <laughs> maybe a little bit of light. But uh, you know, having having all these things in mind. Like it comes down to who you are as a company and who you want to attract. For example, like if you want uh, to hire people who will, uh, you know, let's say dominate the LinkedIn or do the job on LinkedIn and have that as their, as part of their job as, as marketers or salespeople, then you need to hire people that already have that mindset. It's not something that you as a CEO or CMO or team leader will tell them to do and they will keep doing it. You know, it, that's, maybe it will happen for two weeks. After the two weeks, no, they will stop doing it because that's not something that came from them. And if you do it like this and you hire the right people, basically what you need to do as a leader is show them and lead by example, create sort of a hub inside the company when they can ask all kinds of questions. Where you can help them establish their personal brand because like having five people inside, let's say, let's call it the hub, when it's like copywriter talking about psychology and how to write, designer talking about, about the branding or differentiation, CMO talking about marketing, CEO talking about business development, all of them are experts in their fields. Align, they create the company brand and they create your presence over there on LinkedIn or any other social media platform. We're talking about B2B, so it's usually LinkedIn. But if the leader, the one who is starting everything is not supporting them. Like, hey, man, maybe you should change this. Maybe, you know, uh, send what you are writing inside the hub before you send it out on LinkedIn. We will help you get better in it. And then it goes. Then, you know, all those people who are more active, who already are in that position when they are comfortable in doing it, you know, they will basically help people who are not active and maybe don't have that mindset to start being it because they seeing you know they saying oh man i'm crushing it on linkedin i i need to do this like so many people commented on my post like i posted about this specific topic then basically you know they will see maybe i can try can you help me yes of course we can help you and we can support you by you know because when you share something inside the hub inside the company before it goes to linkedin then people know it's a quality content we will react when you post it online as well because like social media is just the extension of what's happening inside the company. It's not something that works totally separately than the business. And you can see it, you know, you can see it in the company. There are not many companies that are now growing as we talk on LinkedIn and dominating the platform. So you can see how hard it is to do that. 
And those are the companies that from start have established their values. Uh, they know what they're doing. They know how they include others in giving them value. I will give you just one example. And it is like Chili Piper. So we can call it one of the startups that got the investment. Okay. But what are they doing with the investment? So basically they want, they come up with a list. They ask people who are the top hundred marketers that you know. And those that got the most nominations, they put into polls. So they created the competition where marketers can compete with each other. It happens on the company page. So uh, it's not somewhere else. Marketers and salespeople, their target group are coming to them. And basically, they will reward each one of those 100 marketers. And to those that are the best, chosen by their audience, not by them. They will pay a trip to go anywhere in the world or, you know, to, to have 10 days vacation somewhere. That's what they will do with the investment, with the money. And it's brilliant, you know. And the other thing, they are not known as the company that has people creating their personal brands all around. But what they are doing it, they're, uh, you know, people inside the company know that they can bring in value for themselves. It can do if they bring the value for the company, you know, they're still small company, everything, everybody will get their part if the company performs well. So they don't post their best content on their personal profiles, but they keep it for the company profiles, you know, and that's the mindset that you need if you want to be successful. And it starts with the founders. We're, uh, we're big fans of Chili Piper over here. I can say that I, I definitely, the, the poll thing caught my attention. There's a lot of chatter on LinkedIn. There's a lot of chatter on Twitter about it and controversial, maybe a little bit, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm over here like watching it all happen. And I'm just like, people are talking about it. That's like, like that's money. So hats off to them. Uh, I love that. I want to dive in a little deeper on just this idea of uh, collaboration, right? We're, I was on your show, you're on my show. We're, we, throughout this, we've traded DMs, we've built this, we're building this relationship. Who knows what's going to happen from this, but I know that my mindset is the more people like you that I talk with, that I have on my show, the more information I'm going to get, the more new ideas content, all this stuff. It, the opportunities are endless. I think that's where we, where I think marketing is going is that we're collaborating more. We're building these relationships, which is a really good thing. And I think that it, it's, it's, it's graduating from this idea of co-marketing that we did for so long. And I don't know about you, but I was a part of so many co-marketing efforts that were, let's go do a webinar with this company. At the end of the webinar, we share the lead list. Then we take the lead list, give it to each other, salespeople, and everyone calls these people. None, none, of, none of it converts, and we never talk to the uh, company again. So I see that, and I think it's a really good trend, but I'd love uh, to understand your thoughts because I know you're someone who collaborates with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Look, like I think we, we touched it a little bit. Like, you know, marketing has always been about making a sale. Right at the end, like in most, if you look at the most agency nowadays, they're doing digital sales. If you go like we do lead generation, you are actually doing the digital sale. But the way customers and companies are buying, as we said, that that change, 
and they want to connect on a deeper level with uh, you know with people from the company, and then the company itself becomes something that is you know more likable or something that they think think of when they think of the product or the service. It's not enough to create just a product and to try to do whatever we can to kind of extract for from the customers what we want from them, which is you know contact information. Uh, so we can so we can try to sell them the product or the service. First of all, they if we build it, they won't come. That's not happening uh, because you know why would they? There are so many you know especially now in tech there are so many similar solutions. Everybody has features more or less the same. But if the company has something which is which is unique, for example, you know like they care about I don't know Black Lives Matter or they care about ecology and the nature, or I don't know, here in Serbia, we are starting to build the momentum to kind of, you know, uh, throw Rio Tinto out of the country because they want to have mines and use the land, those kind of things. If the company shows me that, you know, they're against or for that cause, it doesn't have to be for, you know, it can be against something, that's great. So uh, that would attract me to the company. And having that in mind, how can I found, find out all those things? You know, uh, I will find out those things if the people from the company are talking about it. So we need to get things from that perspective of like our ideal customer is a building, a company, but a building. It's actually the people from the company that have uh, specific things they like, specific things they hate, and are we aligned aligned on that? So uh, thinking from that perspective, people don't want to be sold to. They want to, you know, to get into the conversations and see, okay, can we do something together? Or, you know, uh, if I have a problem, I will think of, you know, who from my environment can help me solve that problem. Or, you know, if I have this potential customer or referral that is coming to me and this is not ideal for us, maybe I can refer it to somebody else. Uh, so, you know, it's in creating relationships. I can give a few examples of how it's, how it's happening. Basically, it, it started, I think, from the companies like Netflix, like Airbnb, I can come up with, with Others, like I think Gong is one of those companies, like, but I like to go from Netflix and Airbnb because they are B2C companies. And uh, what they are doing are they are creating the personalized experience for the people. So basically, with you, they are together with you are creating the best experience for you at that time. Like, you know, I told them that those are my favorite movies and my favorite series. And they see that, so they'd come up with, you know, hey, we have this new thing. Maybe you want to watch that documentary based on this one that you have already watched. So together we are coming to the best solution for me. You know, so they are going halfway to, to meet the customers. Airbnb as well, you know, they will tell you, okay, what do you want uh, for us to provide? Or you just type the, the name of the city they will give you, these are the best things for you. This is what you can do outside of the apartment. 
maybe, you know, if you want to get cheaper flight, maybe even this is what you want to do. If you want taxi to drive you from the airport to your place, maybe this is the company that you want to go to. So it's not only them and their services. They recommend you other stuff that you can visit, that you can do. And it's actually collaboration. Together, we are coming up with the best solution. And looking at for uh, one more example, which is the gong, like during the pandemic, their audience is sales. So they are selling to sales professionals and they know them. So they don't know, they know that they are a bit extreme, that they, you know, are loud. Uh, they want to celebrate the wins, you know, those kind of things. So they come up, okay, it's pandemic. People are frustrating. They cannot go out and, you know, drink a beer or two to celebrate their wins. They cannot go out to do something. What we can do is we can create a party on Zoom with a real DJ, with a background, with everything. And we can chat with them about the songs, about the lyrics, about hip hop, about everything. And then, then they created the raving fans. Because, you know, people were like, hey, we are just following, uh, you know, Gong doing live on Zoom. We are part of this party. And of course, they're going to buy the product. You know, like that's not even discussable anymore. And that's how things how things are going. But to even get it a bit a bit lower, like just DMing everybody from who is your connection on LinkedIn and just saying hi, how are you today? That's it. Like that's the start of relationships. And all of us have at least, let's say, like 500 people as connections on LinkedIn. Like that's 500 potential people that you can build a business with, find friends, find partners, find people who can be guests on your podcast. You can be a guest on their podcast. And that's a huge potential. And even like if you have built a presence and if you are a creator, as we mentioned them, like imagine having 30,000 people over there. And what's, how huge is that potential? And you just need to be kind and say hi. Like that, that's it. Literally, you need to do that, that work and just go ahead and say hi. Just be a human being, move away from being a robot, just be a human. And the other one, I think like, we'll have to table this for another time, but I, we could go deep on this. But what I heard you say is that these highly personalized curated experiences that B2C companies like Airbnb and Netflix are creating like that's what people want and that's what's winning their hearts and minds. So it's not necessarily like go change your product to become this like high, highly sophisticated recommendations engine, but there are things that you can be doing to help implement some of those core tenants of why people keep coming back to those brands to, to listen or watch content or, or get a rental house. So I think that's really good stuff. I, I want to close. Yeah. It out. yeah just, just, yeah, go just, for it. just one thing before you, before you get to that is like, from the perspective of the people that have experience with Netflix, with Airbnb, and don't have that kind of experience with other older brands, you know, like, what do you think? Will they get back to having the same experience that they having with with brands that don't go out to them and don't do don't do that effort, or they will demand for them to change and, and to become those kind of companies? I think the answer is obvious. Just wanted to state that. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Let's close it out with this because I'm back to your LinkedIn page. Uh, you had a feed about, uh, I love I love the topic of momentum. It doesn't get talked about enough, but I never thought about it this way until I read your post about 
that there's real momentum and then there's fake momentum. And then when I was reading to your post, I was like, I absolutely believe this. I've seen this. I've been a part of this. But maybe let's close it out with this because our jobs as marketers is to, to build momentum, but talk a little bit about just defining the differences between real versus fake. Yeah, like that's that's interesting and something I've been talking with uh, with Kalim Owl on, on the podcast. And it's easy to create the fake momentum. And it's, you know, you pay PR articles, you pay Forbes, you, you share some things on your own. And, you know, you create some kind of a buzz. Okay, that's, that's something good. But when there's a real momentum, then as we manage like raving fans, we have people talking about it, mentioning your company, like, hey, man, I'm really excited. For example, we had this like funky marketing has a pricing on their website. And I can see, uh, you know, they increase the trust with me in maybe hiring them one day. Or like uh, we had this, you know, when people are mentioning the companies they care about, they are doing good things like, hey, there are these in these companies. And then you have, you know, people from the company genuinely sharing things like, hey, man, I really love being on this podcast. That's a great thing. Uh, and I love listening to this. Let me share it. You know, that's how you see the true momentum when it's actually happening. And also, like when you get recommendations from the people. You know, who's reacting to, uh, to the posts? Are those just the people from the company, which is happening a lot with huge companies? Or there are people who, you know, who are outside of the company. They just love the content. They love the value and they are sharing it away. Uh, you know, those are kind of the important things. How you can track that? I mean, you can track the brand, the brand mention. You can track, uh, actually, your LinkedIn. You see it when somebody sends your profile to somebody else. They, somebody found you through messaging. That's how it is. And you can, you can see that. And actually, it's easy. You just need to dig a little bit deeper to see how, how things are. And there's also one lacmus paper that, that is always good. is like, wait for two weeks. You know, you will see if that's sustainable or that was just a buzz created uh, just, you know, by the company for the specific purpose. I love it. A lot of good stuff here. Uh, Naaman, you know, I think we could talk for the next two or three hours. Uh, there's a lot, of stuff, a lot of stuff to unpack here. Before I let you go, why don't you share with the listeners just, um, I know you're active on LinkedIn where people can find you. And if you're up, to, if you're doing anything that you want to plug or up to anything new. Yeah. I mean, uh, basically people, if you, if you're interested in relationship centric marketing and everything that we talked about here, I'm always open to sharing things, to jump on a call, even to help you out if there's needed. I'm active everywhere. It's Facebook, it's LinkedIn, it's Twitter. Maybe Twitter is not the right way because I like to get in those jams about basketball, especially if my favorite club partisan is playing, like I tweet in Serbian. So lots of people follow me for marketing, then follow me for basketball. You know, if you want to connect with me on a personal level, then it's Instagram where I'm sharing different stuff. But, you know, funkymarketing.net website, the blog, Funky Marketing Show podcast, and also like B2B weekly podcast. Those are the addresses that, that you can find lots of stuff. For example, just one example, I don't know who is in the audience, but if there are people just starting to be a B2B agency or a company like me or Marty Sanchez have shared each step 
and how we develop, how we hire, what are mistakes that we're making on the B2B Weekly Podcast. Those episodes are over there and I'm using them to kind of onboard the new people so they can learn about my company and everything. And I'm sure they will make use for you as well. So much knowledge dropped. Go check him out. Thank you so much, Nemanja. We'll have to have you back on. A lot of good stuff here. Take care, man. Thanks, man. Have a great day. A lot of insights, a lot of knowledge dropped. He is a guy I could talk to forever. Go check out his stuff. He is constantly creating valuable content. His agency is doing really good work. He is a guy I'm about and certainly a modern-day marketer sure you take care of yourself, take care of others around you. You know we're going to have more episodes coming at you next week.